We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of In times of universal deceit, Truth is the only rebellion left. Today's topic is religion, the coexist bumper sticker, syncretism, and the Socratic principle of the law of non-contradiction. The bottom line question behind all of this is, can all faith claims be true? Or are some of them right and some of them wrong? I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. All right, I'm going to get off of politics today. I'd like to talk about something more enduring, more immutable, something that's ever-present, something that has been part of the human discussion since the creation, the Genesis story. Now, some of you may say, well, that's political because everything's political today. Well, I kind of agree with you. You know that. We have a tendency of putting things into different boxes as if they can be separated. We put uh, everything in the political box that we don't want to talk about. Uh, we, we've claimed that killing a baby is political and not moral, that marriage is political and not a sacrament of the church. We've melded together moral discussion and political discussion. We've confused things so badly uh, we've put things in these false dichotomies. You've heard me on this show before say, who decided that the definition of a man and a woman was political rather than biological, ontological, epistemological, logical? Who decided that we have to just stop talking about these things because they're political? You're too political. I've been accused of that all the time because I want to talk about things that matter in our culture today, education of children, the protection of a child's innocence, whether or not drag queen performances should be conducted in a public park in front of children who happen to be riding their bicycle through the park. I, I, I don't think these things are political per se. I do believe that these are moral discussions that we all have to engage in. And if we walk away from them, try to wash our hands of them, try to hide our head in the sand like an ostrich as if this stuff isn't happening. And as long as we don't talk about the political stuff, we can all just come together in a great big group hug and get along, kumbaya, you know, that type of talk. Uh, that's naive. So in a sense, everything is political. But today I'm not talking about Donald Trump or Republicans or Democrats or Ron DeSantis or Mike Pompeo. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about coexistence. I'm going to talk about this bumper sticker that we see all the time. Now, I'm calling it a bumper sticker. You also see it in, in memes on your computer. You see the coexist, where they use the symbols of various different world religions, from Baha'i to Islam to Buddhism to Christianity. And then they also throw in the symbols for sexual nihilism. Uh, the trans symbol, the rainbow symbol. We see all of these various different religious symbols, 
and they use them to spell out the word coexist. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it many times. Well, I saw it pop up on my computer this past week, and I reposted that particular meme, that bumper sticker, if you will, with no comment other than I just posted that meme, and I added my text at the top of it, and I just spelled out contradiction, and I reposted it. So I want to repeat what I did. I see this meme of coexistence, or this one was just coexist, and it was made up of the various different religious symbols that you can use to spell out the word coexist, and I reposted that on my Facebook and just added the text at the top of the post saying contradiction. And this engendered hundreds and hundreds of responses. Why? You know, some of the stuff I post, it'll get 10, 15, 20 responses. This one received almost 700 plus. Why? Why this discussion? Why this reaction? Some of it was affirming of what I did, and there were some that questioned what I did. They didn't understand it, or they disagreed with it. I'm going to share with you today that discussion. And I'm going to do so within the context of syncretism and the law of non-contradiction. Syncretism, syncing all religions together as if they are one, and the law of non-contradiction. Can we do that logically and theologically? Or is there a self-evident contradiction in these religious claims that is exclusive almost mutually exclusive, even within the claims of these different faiths, these different religions, and the people who understand them and hold to one religion versus another. That's today's show. That's today's topic. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll I'll be right back in just a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance and 10 full years of roadside assistance plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So I think I've given you enough of an introduction before we took the break. 
uh, I'm going to talk about this coexist bumper sticker. Call it a moniker, call it a meme, whatever you want to call it. I'm assuming that all of you have seen it out there somewhere. Frankly, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. I mean, you, you drive from the airport back to your home, you park a, your car on a city street and whatnot, especially if you're in an area that is more liberal, progressive. You see these bumper stickers all the time on cars. Now, often you see them in tandem with other memes or other messages, stuff like um, messages supporting uh, abortion, my life, my choice, or you'll see it uh, in tandem with a rainbow flag, a transgender flag, um, political ideology such as a Biden bumper sticker, something like this, global warming messages. That's what you often see, not always, but often see when you see the coexist bumper sticker. You see other messages that seem to align with the same worldview. Well, I recently posted this particular meme, like I said, and as the result of posting that on my Facebook, I received a response from a friend that's a Democrat down in Florida. Um, he follows me, and when I respond to him, I'm not trying to offend him. I'm not trying to be cruel, but I also respond very forthrightly. I mean, he chooses to engage in the conversation on my social media, on my Facebook, and therefore I uh, allow him to. I don't block him, but I respond in kind. I want to share with you what his response to this coexist post that I made was, and then I'm going to respond to his response. I'm going to let you know what this exchange of ideas was, because it's very important. His response is pervasive. In fact, many would argue, and I'm close to agreeing with this, that his response is more the norm than it is the exception. His response is more the official, if you will, American religion than Christianity, Orthodox Christianity. Here's his response. Now, again, I want to remind you, all I did is repost the meme, coexist, and I added the text in my post above the meme that says contradiction. His response, and this is his name is Bruno. Bruno says the coexist moniker is about allowing people of all faiths to have respect and, see, and a seat at the table. Your post implies that only Christians should have a say or a voice, that the rest of society doesn't matter, that there is an inherent superiority in our faith that discredits the voices and opinions of everyone else. That's certainly setting a poor example for a man of God and a man of letters. Close quote. So this is Bruno challenging me because... I reposted the coexist moniker, as he calls it. We'll call it a meme, a bumper sticker, whatever you want. I reposted that and said contradiction. That's all I said. Now, listen to his response again. This coexist moniker is about allowing people of all faiths to have respect and a seat at the table. Your post implies that only Christians should have a say or a voice, and the rest of society doesn't matter. Full stop right there. Is that what I said? And why is he reading it that way? All I said was contradiction. I didn't say that we should be kicking people out of the country that aren't born again, haven't subscribed to orthodoxy, orthodox Christian faith, don't believe in the Bible as the inerrant word of God. I didn't say that. I just said coexist, in my view, is a contradiction. That this meme, this message, is a contradiction. And that you could use the same religious symbols to spell out the word contradiction that you're using to spell out the word 
coexist or coexistence. You get my point here? Now, he's saying that there is an inherent superiority in our faith that discredits the voices and opinions of everyone else. He's, he's saying that that's what I'm suggesting, that the Christian faith is inherently superior, and that I should be checked. I should be ashamed, in a way, I guess he's implying, because I'm setting a poor example as a man of letters and a man of God. I'm using his language right now. Now, here's my response, and I want you to hear it. I respond to Bruno, and I say this. No, you're completely wrong on this one. Coexist is about blatant syncretism. Now, what do I mean by that? Syncretism is kind of a religious term or a logical term. Syncretism recognizes that when you meld things together, such as Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Baha'i, agnosticism, sexual nihilism, and Christianity, when you use symbols, when you use symbols to meld all of these things together into one word, coexist or coexistence, you're implying a moral and theological, ontological, epistemological equivalence between all of these various different worldviews and faiths. You're saying that they're all the same, that they're all different paths to the same summit, that we can all enjoy the journey because the destination is what matters and really we're going to all end up in the same place if we could just all learn to get along and coexist. You know, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, sexual nihilism, uh, the rainbow flag, the transgender flag, the Christian flag, the American flag, Iran, Iraq, Russia, China, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter politically or theologically if we could all just coexist and all just get along. It's kind of like the John Lennon song, Imagine There's No Religion. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. No heaven above us. No heaven in the sky. Whatever the language was, I'm butchering the lyrics of that song to some extent, but I think I got it close. That's coexistence. And I'm responding to Bruno, and I'm saying, no, you're wrong. You're, you're missing the fact that coexist is about blatant syncretism. It's illogical, and it's theological mush. It ignores the ontological and epistemological and theological facts that, by definition, these religions do what? They contradict one another. Now, why do I say that? Well, even Orthodox Muslims agree with me on this one, and they disagree with Bruno. Do you know that? Muslims don't say that we're all the same, that it's all one path to the same God. They do not say that. They recognize that their religious claims are mutually exclusive, that they exclude contradictory claims. And Christians, historically, traditionally, have understood the same. When I say that Jesus is the only way, because I'm quoting Jesus— then he is the only way. When Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, that's his quote, his language, not mine. I am the way, I am the life, I am the truth. And then he says, no one comes to the Father but by me. No one but by me. It seems to be a pretty exclusive claim, doesn't it? Jesus isn't saying, well, if you choose a different path, if you choose Buddha's way or 
Muhammad's way, if you choose the way of sexual nihilism and subjective identity claims, the rainbow way, you know, the transgender way, if you choose the Baha'i way, this, this is all the same. It's all just a different expression of the same faith. We can all just coexist. Is that the message of the gospel? Is that what Jesus said? Is that why he was crucified? Is that what people in the first century thought he was saying? No. No, you see example after example in the scriptures, in the gospels, where the Jews at the time, the Pharisees, the uh, the politicians, the the professors, the smart ones in culture at that time, whether they were Jews or whether they were Romans, Jews for different reasons, they, they, they understood that Jesus was making a very exclusive claim, that he was claiming to be God when he said, before Moses was, I am. He was making a claim that he was the great I am, the ever-present God. When he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, they understood that this was, in their view, blasphemy, because Jesus was claiming equality with God. He was claiming to be God. He was claiming to be deity itself. They wanted to pick up stones and, 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 and kill him. They wanted to stone him. That didn't work, so they worked with the political establishment at the time, the Roman Empire, and they got him killed that way. So I'm responding to Bruno here, and I'm saying, no, it, Christianity has a mutually exclusive claim, as does Islam. They disagree with all this. I've told you before that if you go to Jerusalem and you go to the iconic Dome of the Rock, the Muslim mosque that sits at the uh, site of King Solomon's Temple, if you, if you go to that site, you'll notice that the inscription around the base of the Blue Dome are verses out of the Quran that are explicitly refuting the Trinity and the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. They're refuting that. That's the message they were sending out to Christendom when they built that, that mosque. So obviously they think that their view of God, of Jesus, is better than the Orthodox Christian view of God and Jesus. So for Bruno to say that this, uh, this bumper sticker, this meme, is just a meme of let's just get all, we'll all get along and show each other mutual respect, he, he's, he's ignoring the obvious. And I'm saying, no, that's not true. You're, you're ignoring the ontological and the epistemological, the factual claims that by definition, these religions do contradict each other. We're making mutually exclusive claims. And I'm, I'm reminding Bruno that even Orthodox Muslims agree with me on this one. They're claiming to be right. I'm claiming to be right. These are mutually exclusive claims. And to suggest to a Muslim that it's all just the same, just different messaging, same God, different messaging, different way of communicating. A good Muslim, a good Orthodox Muslim would be insulted by that. And they would admit it. No, you're insulting us. We don't believe in Christianity, they would say. And I also want to point out that Bruno is suggesting that there is an inherent superiority in Christianity that discredits other antithetical worldviews. Well, 
I agree with that. I'm not just suggesting it. I'm stating unequivocally that Christianity discredits antithetical worldviews. I agree with that, Bruno. It does. So that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And I'm admitting the obvious here. Christianity unequivocally states that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life, and that no one comes to the Father but through him. Now, if you're listening to me right now and you disagree, that's your choice. But to act like Bruno is acting and somehow suggest that, well, that's not real Christianity. That's not the message of the Bible. And that we should all just be able to sit at the same table and agree with one another that we're just sharing different versions of the same story. That's nonsense, and it ignores the law of non-contradiction. There's a, there's a passage in the Bible that says the Lord laughs at man's wisdom. The Lord laughs at our wisdom. There's also another passage that says there is a way that seems right unto man, but in the end it leads therefore unto death. These are clear passages that say that, you know, we think we've got our act together. We think our way seems right, but it's a path to destruction, to death, rather than one to life and liberty. I also want to point out the irony in Bruno's challenge, where he seems to be condemning me for arguing for the superiority of my view, Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, over this coexistence, melding of syncretic faith, syncretistic faith. Um, he's arguing that I should be ashamed of myself because I'm a man of God and a man of letters, and I should rise above this, this uh, divisive talk that I shouldn't be imposing my views on others. I shouldn't be arguing for the superiority of my view. Don't you see that Bruno is arguing for the superiority of his view over mine? His whole response is self-refuting. His whole, whole response is contradiction because he's suggesting that we should all just get along and say that we basically agree, while at the same time he's saying, well, he can't get along with me, and he doesn't agree with me because I'm wrong. It's this nonsense of saying, you're wrong for suggesting that I'm wrong, because people who say that others are wrong are wrong. You can't say that without pointing the finger back at yourself and condemning yourself in the condemnation that you're using toward me or others. So that is an example of Bruno falling into the trap of contradiction, which is what I was point, trying to point out. Now, in response to this give and take that we're having right now, and a bunch of other people were jumping on board, too, in this, in this thread of discussion on Facebook. Like I said, there were around 700-plus people, or responses, I should say, to this particular very simple thing where I, I repost coexist and I say contradiction. One of the things that Bruno says is this. He says, uh, first of all, I do have a belief in God and in Christ. Second, I don't think that my beliefs or my character is superior to anybody else. The coexist bumper sticker, from my experience, is a sign to remind people that everybody can exist in harmony, no matter what their faith is. I have never once seen a bumper sticker that is that's supposed to subvert Christianity. And that's all I'm saying. Uh, I just have to disagree. He's saying that the bumper sticker uh, doesn't suppose to subvert Christianity, and that's all he's saying, and that we can all just live together in harmony. 
if we just coexisted within this common faith, this syncretistic faith of coexistence. Well, he's ignoring the obvious that some of these faiths, these religions, actually call for the execution of those that disagree with them. Look at the laws in Saudi Arabia, in Iran, in Iraq. Apostasy. Do you know what that is? Within Orthodox Islam. Apostasy is denying Islam and converting to Christianity or any other religion for that matter. But if you convert to Christianity, you become a born-again believer in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you embrace that biblical message, in many of these Muslim countries, you are declared an apostate. And the penalty for apostasy is death. Coexistence? Great big group hug? Kumbaya? It doesn't work out that way. And as far as subverting, well, by definition, coexistence does subvert Christianity. By definition, Bruno, it does. It subverts Christianity in its syncretism. All religions are not equal. When you have several religions making exclusive claims that this view of God is true, And when those religions are saying different things, mutually exclusive things about God and about truth, about reality, about the human being, about our dilemma, about how we engage with each other and engage with God, mutually exclusive claims like sin and salvation and sanctification, the nature of God, the nature of man, the nature of sexuality, marriage, children, All of these things, one religion saying something different about those things than another religion, things that are opposite to the other religion. When one religion says that you gain access to God and to heaven via your good works, and another religion says, no, it's not by good works, it's by grace that you're saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Obviously, these two worldviews, these two faiths, religions, if you will, are mutually exclusive. This is the law of non-contradiction. Excuse me, the law of non-contradiction. It's basically you can't have your cake and eat it too. You, You can't say, well, we're all basically saying the same thing, when no, you're not saying the same thing. One is opposite to the other. And when you're making contradictory claims, you can't claim, you can't pretend that both propositions are true and accurate. They're not. So, Either both of these claims are wrong, or one of them is wrong and one of them is right, but you can't claim that they're both right. That's the law of non-contradiction. I'll say it again. Both claims could be false. They could be lies. Both Islam and Christianity could be wrong. That's a logical possibility. But you can't claim that both Islam and Christianity are right because they say opposite things. Therefore, one has to be right, one has to be wrong. This is the nature of pursuing truth. You try to weigh the evidence and you try to decide what is true, what is a fact. But to pretend naively and illogically that, well, both things are accurate when they're both saying completely diametrically opposed things. You can't say that you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ as the second person of the triune God and that the 
the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. To make the claim that you subscribe to creedal Christianity, that Jesus was born in a manger, born of the Virgin Mary, that he lived a sinless life as fully God and fully man, that he was crucified on the cross for our sins because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that he rose again on the third day to prove his claims as being accurate, that he is he is God, and that he is going to come again to judge the living and the dead, that he will be the judge at the end of days, to make these claims and then turn around and say, well, Islam or Buddhism or Hinduism or sexual nihilism, the rainbow, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. We should all just have a seat at the table and get along and coexist because, you know, we're really all saying the same thing. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Either Jesus is a liar, all the stuff was a lie, or he's a lunatic because nobody would make these claims unless they were true. So he's either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. You can't have it both ways. You can't have coexistence. You can't have syncretism if you really believe that Jesus is the one and only Savior. I'm Dr. Ever Piper, and this is The Rebellion.